What is going on? Welcome to the 401 Jake Show. I'm glad you're back. Today is going to be a fun episode. We're gonna dig into HSAs, all right? Health savings accounts. You know how much I love HSAs and I wanna to explain to you what's going on in the industry so that you know how to talk about it and you know how to add value to your clients. First order of business though is to make sure you get to the club sesh next week. All right, I just posted a new video on the website, 41jake.com, go to the club. I think it's at the top of the page. It's gonna have a video there. We're gonna talk about this exact thing I'm doing right now, podcasting, all right? We're gonna cover two aspects of it, guest podcasting and making your own podcast. Two different things you can do. You can do both or one or the other and it's not gonna take that much of your time but the results will be so rewarding if you just follow the guidance that I'll give you, okay? So I'm gonna give it away for free. Make sure that you know how to leverage podcasting in your business. Let's turn this music down and get the show started though, okay? Because I am crazy about HSAs and I wanna dive in because there's been some drastic changes, a surprise that I was not expecting, um, and it's a surprise I'm not happy about. So we're gonna dive into this because as a 401k advisor or wholesaler, you need to understand what's going on in the 401k and HSA industry because the two are coming together, all right? And if you don't understand that, this is the episode for you and you're gonna really um, learn a lot from this. So let's jump right in because what's happened, most companies, right, establish a 401k pretty early on. It becomes the second question that people ask about. Oh, I want my health insurance and I want a 401k. So that's where you come in, and a lot of times the younger, smaller book of business, the hungry advisors come in and take those small plans, get them off the ground. A lot of times, unfortunately, that's a payroll salesperson that has absolutely no idea how to design a plan. No offense to those people. I'm glad you're at least getting a plan in place so people can save. However, as we all know at this point in the game, the 401k is not a one-size-fits-all solution. So. Where does the HSA fit in this? Where does the, where does the HSA tie into to 401k? Well, first and foremost, the HSA is more powerful than the 401k. So to hear 401 Jake, the most obsessed 401k person out there, tell you that an HSA is more powerful than a 401k is important for you to understand why. It comes back to tax strategy, right? If you want to pay less to the IRS, the best account to do that and invest money and grow money is the HSA. No matter if you're the most healthiest person in the whole world and you're never going to see the doctor and you never get sick, your HSA is completely tax-free in and out. It's a Roth traditional combined. It is incredibly powerful if you know how to use it. And there's a very, very small percentage of people that have figured this out. Now, the limits on HSAs are very small. As a family, it's 7,100 bucks. I think it's like 3,600 for an individual. Um, that's not a lot of money. And if the company sets up the plan and, and contributes, that goes into that total as well. So, a lot of times I would advise a small business to, before they start a 401k, if they reach out to me and I get a hold of them and I can talk about the costs and the benefits of doing a 401k versus starting with an HSA, I think they should start with an HSA and do a match there, get people investing and saving in their HSA first before they go on the path of designing the 401k. A lot of times that makes a lot more sense, especially if they're going to hire a lot of people. So. Um, that's critical to understand. And when I talk about HSAs being a part of the 401k, this is where you need to come in and understand and ask the right questions. I hope that at this point you're asking early on in a, in a new prospect meeting, um, someone reaches out, you find out who their payroll provider is. That's the biggest pain point where the most mistakes are going to happen. If you're not working on 360 integrations and training those people in the payroll department, 
right off the bat with your 401k record keeper, you're going to have a lot of problems. That is, that is critical. Now, the other aspect of that is tying in the HSA. And the way that you can add a lot of value is helping the participants understand the two accounts and how they work together and how they're very similar in a lot of ways, but they're different in very important ways as far as how you pull that money out of the HSA. So you may have heard of the shoebox method, right? That's the most extreme. There's a spectrum of people of how they invest and use their HSAs, and they've really figured out the system. The shoebox method is you can basically fund an HSA while you're on an HSA plan or an HSA eligible plan with a higher deductible. Um, and when you're funding it, you can invest that money. Now there are some providers or custodians, whatever term you want to use, that have a threshold. Let me tell you about that threshold. Most of them are around $1,000 to $2,000 where they make you keep that in cash. That's to cover anything that you're going to do with your HSA card and your you know, medical expenses or the pharmacy or whatever. They want to keep that in cash. But the other side of that that you don't know behind the scenes is they're making money on that cash. There's still a spread that that custodian makes on using in cash. So they're figuring out their pricing, much like a fixed account or a stable value account inside of uh, a 401k plan, same idea. They're able to lower their admin costs per person fee or whatever they've got because they have a cash requirement. Now, let me pause, let me go back to the shoebox method. Now, the shoebox method is where you're funding that HSA, you're paying out of pocket, not using the HSA money. I've got my card right here, cover up my numbers. This is, we're going to talk about Lively. This is my Lively card. There you go. You, you can see some of it, but um, it's pink. I think they have blue ones now. You're using out-of-pocket. So you take your credit card, not HSA, and you would pay for your medical bills out-of-pocket and continually fund in your HSA every year and blow that account up and make it big. Then you keep every single expense, receipt, everything that you've used on medical expenses for as long as you want, and there's no time limit. You can reimburse yourself down the road from money in that HSA that's been invested for 10, 20, 30, I don't know how many years, and reimburse you yourself for that expense back in the past, okay? And there's no tax, all right? That makes sense? So the shoebox is you fill that box up with receipts. Now it's technology you can scan into your phone. You should do that. That's the most extreme. I'd say most people are not doing that. Most people like to use, they like to fund the HSA and they like to spend out of the HSA. It just becomes this kind of account just for medical stuff, which is cool, which, which helps some people transition from, um, from a lower deductible plan to a higher deductible plan where they're paying everything out of pocket for the first few thousand dollars. Okay, so let's talk about vendors and what's going on in the marketplace. Now, as a 401k advisor, you work very specifically with four different fees. You're the advisor, you've got your record keeper, your administrator, and your funds. In the HSA world, you really don't have the separation of record keeper and, and uh, administrator. It's kind of all in one. The big players out there, obviously, are HSA Bank, Health Equity. Um, th there's a huge list. One of the best places and resources I'll tell you to turn to is HSA, the HSA report card. And the reason I tell you that one and not HSA search is based on who owns it. We're gonna dive into that, and you're gonna you're gonna be your mind's gonna be blown in a second. But HSA, uh, the HSA report card is done and I guess monitored and and all the contents put together by a person named No Padilla, and I can't find this person. I don't know who they are. They're not on LinkedIn. Um, if you know No, I would love to have a conversation with No. I would love to pull 
this person onto the podcast and talk about it because they've done a fantastic job of putting together some of the most amazing information that's real time, that's been very kept up, um, very up to date about every single HSA platform out there. Really awesome work. Huge shout out to know and the work you're doing. It's amazing. If you know, no, tell me, connect me. I want to meet, I want to meet this person. Um, but what's cool about this side, the report card is they can look at kind of the way that you approach your HSA. So whether you're a spender, a saver, or an investor, uh, and there's kind of, that's where you go that spectrum, right? People that put money right in and spend it. People that are saving it, but leaving it in cash. Those that are saving and then investing are the investors. You would be blown away at how few people actually invest those dollars in their HSA. They're just sitting on cash, earning next to nothing in interest. And you will know inflation is a problem. And inflation in medical expenses is even a bigger problem that if you're leaving your, your health savings money in cash, you're not going to keep up. The doctor in five years is going to cost a lot more than the doctor now. So you've got to help people understand that this is a retirement tax strategy that they need to take advantage of. So you, as the advisor, one way that you can do this, and, and you've got to throw the idea out that you're going to get paid a, a some percentage. That's really not, you can do it. It's not easy. I'll just say that. And I honestly, as the, as the 401k advisor would say, at this point in the game, I would, I would do it as a value add. I would do it as another benefit to becoming their 401k advisor and really maintaining and keeping their 401k as yours and, and throw in the HSA education, the HSA may, may put together some recommended models, which we'll talk about in a second. So I, that's how I would approach it. Do what you want. There are ways. I think HSA Bank and a couple others have a way that you can get paid. But let's talk about who is getting paid. Okay. The website HSA Search is run by a company by the name of Devonir. Now, Devonir is a really interesting uh, small RAA based in Minneapolis. And I've actually been in their office a few years ago. Um, Eric, I always forget how to say his name, Remjeski. He's a cool, nice guy, great dude, and he's built quite the little secret empire in the HSA world, in the HSA investment world. It's honestly mind-blowing his ability to put together a deal with some of the biggest vendors out there and provide what's, in my opinion, projected as, as, as advice, but dic- disclosed very differently as not advice. This is completely not you know, there's nothing that we're doing that's recommending any portfolios, even though we'll call it a guided tour or a guided direction into how to invest your money. Um, it's not that. Read the fine print, people. And he's got a built where he has multiple platforms where he's putting in models. So think of it as your 401k where you have your, your QDIA, you've thrown together target dates um, in, into that category. Then you possibly do a models. This is how we run our business. We have our models five risk-based models where we have put together um, the funds that we would recommend out of our 330 lineup, which is level three, kind of picked from our lineup. Um, think of what Devonir as is putting models together with what's similar to a 338 lineup. But the fascinating thing to me, the thing that just I can't wrap my head around is that every single provider he does this with has a different lineup. And it's perceived to me as, as an employee, if I was looking at this, that this is a, a completely uh, recommended portfolio to help and guide me to invest my HSA money, and it's done at a cost. So there's an additional 
it's a range. I think the, the one that I'm going to talk about in a second was 50 basis points on top of the funds. So you're using, he's built a scalable model and huge props to him. Like I don't, from a, from a business standpoint, he's done a good thing, but from the advisor hat in my mind, like where I'm at with the HSAs and, and, and really where we are in that whole space, I just, it frustrates, it frustrates me. I don't like what's happening. I'm disappointed as a user and a huge fan of Lively. When I saw recently in the last few weeks that they did a deal with Devonir and threw in Devonir's models, guided models, you know, when I go to their app and I signed up, um, like I'll go to it right now, it tells me, I'm gonna read it to you so you can, uh, word for word, so I'm not making this crap up. Because Lively is number two on the list of best investor HSA accounts. We're gonna talk about number one in a second, but they're number two and I love Lively and that's where my HSA personally is. And the reason I love them because their technology is awesome. They're based in San Francisco, they're Y Combinator, venture backed. They put a ton of effort into the experience online. The app is by far the best experience I've ever had in HSA. But they had a self-directed TD account, which I use. I'm able to put my investment into TD Ameritrade, buy the funds I want to, I'm a huge fan of DFA and Vanguard. That's what I use. And this that's not a recommendation by any means, just, just full disclosure. But then they added the Devonir HSA guided portfolio, right? So I think, wow, it's a guided portfolio. They're going to give me advice. They're going to actually look at me. So back to the whole 401k managed account, hot topic right now. This is what's happening in the HSAs. Unfortunately, when you dive into the actual guided account, and I'm pulling it up right now, and I look at the disclosures. I'm gonna read this to you word for word so you understand what, what this really means. It says, Devonair will help you allocate your assets. And it pulls up kind of a tool, and you can see all this online, so you can, I'm sure they have demos and things. Um, it tells you, oh, I already passed it tells you that this is not advice. I'm already past it. Shoot, I missed the disclosures. Anyway, it says this is, this is a self-directed portfolio. This is, not, this is not advice. So they've used the term guided, but it's not advice, and they're charging me 50 basis points to throw me into a tool to give me an allocation. And if I'm with, HS, if, if I'm with a, another firm, Optum or whoever that is also tied in with Devonir, and then I'm over here with Devonir. I'm getting two different, completely different allocations, different funds, different fund families, different expenses. How is that right? So think about it as an advisor for a second. It's really disappointing to see. Uh, I'm kind of, kind of sad about it because I just think that all this did was really give the number one, Fidelity, the win. I mean, Fidelity offers a free HSA. Fidelity, how they're doing that is they're getting paid on the funds they put in there. And those of you that use Fidelity or don't use Fidelity understand Fidelity's model as far as they're continually making new funds and adding new funds. And it gets a little bit um, tricky to continually monitor and do due diligence because their funds are always changing. Um, but at least they don't outsource to this other solution that is really not even what it says it is. 
So it was disappointing to see that. I think as, a, as 4K advisors, we got to step up. We need to push our industry to get involved with this HSA topic. We need to help employers understand the benefits of guiding people and actually giving them advice and understanding their situation and putting them into funds that are, are applicable to them. And you have to dance around this ERISA guideline, right? Because it's kind of a gray area. If you become in, you come in as an advisor and give advice on the HSA as a whole, you've got yourself an ERISA problem with the employer. So that, that's in itself is an issue, and that's what we're dancing around here. However, on a personal level as an advisor, if you have personal clients, I hope that you have the ability to be a fiduciary in that experience to give them the guidance of how to invest their HSA. So we, we've got to see a better response. We've got to see more work um, of tying together so that participants are getting a good shot at really improving their ability to retire in the future and pay for their expenses, which a huge chunk of those will be medical. And if they're paying medical out of the 401k, you know as well as I do that that's going to be more expensive than the HSA because they're going to be taxed. So that's my rant today. That's what I want to talk about. And I'm sure I'm going to get some, some comments about this because I didn't go super deep into ERISA. I'm, I don't want to get into the whole compliance aspect of it. I just think doing what's best for the client is always going to be what's best for the client. And if you're able to guide and direct employees and participants to do better things with their money that save them on taxes and also give them a better shot at success without thinking, number one, what's this going to pay me? In the end, that's, that's what's going to hold true. And so I would love to see our industry step up. There's been a few record keepers that have um, up their game. There's been partnerships. Obviously, you've heard about Empower and Optum. Kind of strange because Optum is tied to United Health. So if you're not with United Health, why would you want Optum HSA? And if you know you're not with Empower, it just it really limited the scope of what they could do there. Um, I think a few others have connected in with Wex, which is a kind of a third-party technology platform for HSA. So we're seeing some of those pop out. The thing I want to leave you with is you've got to know what's going on. You need to look at your book of business. You need to look at the providers you use on the 401k, and you need to understand what they're going, where they're going with their HSA offering because it could help you win or even keep and retain the clients you have if you understand how the HSA becomes a part of the retirement discussion. When I was working, I worked at Health Equity. When I was there, the HSA became very much like a 401k decision by the the HR team or executive committees. They would go through a complete RFP process just to decide which HSA provider they should have for their clients. They didn't just do whatever the, the insurance carrier did. So this is continually going to happen. It's going to come down the size of, uh, of client. And by I'm talking about headcount, essentially, the where smaller firms are going to take the time to understand the HSA provider that they're selecting for their participants. And if you can get a, be a part of that discussion, you can not only make the experience better for the participants, you're going to actually see some more success for the participants because they're going to know how these two accounts complement each other, how beneficial it could be to retain and keep more money in their retirement account, their 401k account, because they have HSA dollars to spend on the medical expenses they'll have. So I encourage you, the goal of this podcast was literally just to light a fire underneath you to take the time to understand which HSA providers you want to work with, which ones you would recommend should that question come up in the future, because I promise you it will, 
and get that to be a part of your value offering, which is super important and it will create results, which is valuable. So I hope that you'll do that. I hope you'll take it serious. If you have more questions about it, I would love to talk about this topic. I, I'm hoping I can get some more people on here. If we can find no Padilla and talk to this person, I don't even know if it's a guy or girl. I want them on the podcast because I want to talk about the whole, just the effort that's been put into this this HSA website. You know, the HSA, again, um, I already forget the name, HSA report card. Incredible, incredible work. So spend some time on there. Get to know the vendors. Get to know all of those. And I and I. I'm excited to hear the feedback. Thank you so much for listening. I hope to see and hear from a lot of you at the Excel conference coming up. Um, I'm speaking at three different um, events or, or portions or I don't know what we're calling them, sessions of the of the Excel conference and it's over a two and a half month period. That's gonna be so fun to catch up with a lot of you. I wish it was in person. I wish we were in Vegas hanging out but we'll make the best of it. So I hope to see you there. I also have a big announcement coming up that I will release here in the next couple of days. It's tied into one of my Excel topics that I'm talking about, and it is going to be awesome. It comes back to just living a wonderful, balanced life, living the K-life now, and sharing the passion that you have to help people save for retirement and enjoy the life that they're working towards, even doing it early in their life. So look for it. Watch for it. Excited. Thanks for, thanks for being here. Make sure you subscribe. Share with your friends. Tell other wholesalers. Tell your um, tell other advisors in your firm, if they want help, if they want guidance, I'm also doing coaching. Um, I've been doing a lot more of that and, and kind of get some initial conversations started. We're going into the hot season, right? Everyone's going to be making moves here in the next couple months. Let's do it. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful and amazing week, and we will see you next time.